welcome back to the Better You Love Drew podcast, episode number six. Thursdays truly do have a whole new meaning for me. Obviously, right before the weekend, it's also podcast release day. So on Thursdays, if you're listening, I hope the same is happening to you. Over the last seven days, it has been an absolute whirlwind. I was in Park City, Utah for work last week, Tuesday through Friday. And at the end of that trip, I flew to LA and saw some friends that I used to know very, very well and still know very, very well. Um, They used to live in Texas. Now they're living on the West Coast. And we went to a place called Elefante, which is like a beautiful little rooftop outdoor beachy Santa Monica vibe. Um, So if you're ever in the area or you live in LA and you've never been, you should definitely go because it's gorgeous. And then I drove down and spent a long weekend Friday to Monday in San Diego, and that was filled with a ton of sunshine, jet skis, went on a sailboat, um, and had a lot of margaritas. So I hadn't been to San Diego since I was like 15. Um, High key, it looks totally different. Um, But it was good to be back and get to the West Coast for just a bit since I was already almost there being in Utah for work. So something I would love to normalize is podcasting while golden tan. So hopefully that can continue to be a thing in the future. Um, I'm currently a little bit under the weather with the stomach virus, which is rude, but can't stop, won't stop on the content though. So I want to make sure no matter how I'm feeling that these podcasts continue to roll. So what is it that we're going to be talking about today? And I always... I don't try to spend too much time when deciding on a topic just because there's really a lot to talk about that I still want to talk about and haven't talked about. But when planning these episodes out, I either try to string the episodes together or pull from like pull something from the latest episode or I'll pull on like a very recent life experience and want to rope that into the Thursday release. So I want to talk about boundaries because Manual for the Mans has recently on my mind and also whenever I go on like a work trip or am around more people than usual during travels my boundaries get tested big time so for that reason we're going to be talking about in this podcast episode name boundaries baby so we hear people talk about setting boundaries a lot and if they are used appropriately they can truly enhance your life so let's just go ahead and get right into it With boundaries, I actually find this topic to be difficult to learn and a little bit misunderstood as well. So if you don't have a clear definition on like what boundaries are, this is where the misunderstanding can come into play. So thing to keep in mind during this entire episode is that boundaries vary from person to person. So there's no set number of boundaries that you should be setting to maintain like healthy relationships. I just like to think of it as like boundaries need to be set when boundaries are crossed. So just keep that in mind as I continue to speak on this topic, like setting a boundary one per person doesn't really work like that. But if people are continually like crossing your boundaries, you want to make sure that you are setting them how they are mistaken. So The way that it's mistaken is when people think that it's applied as a method of control. So it can also be misunderstood that boundaries separate ourselves from others, but really they they do the opposite. So what are boundaries and how do we define them? So I see boundaries sort of like as a request of someone to change a certain behavior 
and a consequence of what you will do to self-protect if they violate the boundary, especially continually. My favorite tidbit on boundaries, though, is they promote self-responsibility and empowerment, which ultimately leads to closer relationships with others. So boundaries can be like not accepting physical abuse, or they can be a little bit smaller, like not hugging strangers or coworkers that you barely know. So similar to how boundaries vary from person to person, they also vary in magnitude. Let's move on to like talking about when and how to set a boundary. So I like to look at personal boundaries similar to property lines. So most people have a clear boundary around their homes, which makes it relatively easy to understand when somebody has crossed it. So rarely are there times when you don't have clear property lines, hence why property boundary lines are the strongest forms of boundaries that we really know. So in this example, these boundaries are communicated when somebody like steps on your property, when they're not allowed to do so, or when they weren't invited, when they weren't welcome. So you'll instruct someone to get off your property if they aren't welcome, or else generally what happens is you'll call the police. Personal boundaries do work the same way as property line boundaries. So we only communicate these boundaries when somebody has violated them. So a known boundary for me, is like, I don't let people yell at me. So I have a target right around the corner from my apartment. It's also the same target that I get all of my groceries at. So I say this to show that I frequent this target like multiple times a week. However, when I'm checking out at target and need assistance at the self-checkout, I don't randomly just communicate to the cashier that, hey, like if you yell at me right now, I'm going to call the police because up until that point, the cashier like hasn't yelled at me. So they don't need to know about this personal boundary that I have, especially when you're just, I'm just like passing through, need to get my groceries and need to get on my way. Similar to manuals, and we've talked about this in the past, boundaries are not things that need to be shared unless they are crossed. So in a similar sense, that's when manuals and boundaries are alike. We don't just meet new people and immediately drop our manuals and we don't meet people on the street either and say, hi, my name's Drew here. The boundaries don't cross them or there are going to be consequences. Boundaries come in like a two-step process when a boundary has been violated. So you would request the person to stop the behavior. And this can come in a literal or emotional sense. And then you illustrate a consequence if they don't abide by your request. So if you're working and your boss is yelling at you, this is another example. You tell them, hey, like, if you yell at me, I'm going to walk out of the room. And if you continue to yell at me, like, I will, I'm going to get, like, HR involved. Here's an example of the boundary and, like, setting the boundary and then also laying out the potential consequence. So here's what I'll do if you continue this behavior. And the biggest thing is, like, you can't tell someone how to behave. You can only make a request. So the hardest part is what you will do if they continue to violate your boundaries. So setting the request is one part, but like instituting the consequence is another. So boundaries truly mean nothing if you don't follow through on the consequence when when a boundary is violated. So if your boss is yelling at you and you make the request that if they continue to yell at you, you'll leave the room and like contact HR, but you don't do either of those things they're going to be more inclined to continue the behavior because clearly like you're not going to act on the consequence that you've set related to that boundary. When I started life coaching, I started to get better at setting like healthy boundaries and I was able to implement a successful boundary 
run through right here. So in this example, my friend was starting to show up late to coffee on a regular basis. And I let him know like, hey, you're the best. But if you're more than 15 minutes late to coffee, like you're not going to be having coffee with me this morning. And that applies to like any morning thereafter. So I've only had to act on this consequence once. And we haven't really had any problems since. So I, I really I came from like a place of love because I genuinely love this coffee moment every week. And we've continued to have them with like healthy boundaries in place. So if I were to make this request of this person and not follow through on the consequence, they would just continue to show up late because they know I'm just going to sit there and wait and not actually leave. So in the beginning when this was happening, I was just sitting there seething, fake smiling a bit and just putting on a front like when they would arrive late. And this person legitimately didn't think they were doing anything wrong because up until that point, like I hadn't communicated this boundary in mind that like punctuality is super important to me. So setting healthy boundaries and not following through on the consequence, like you need to set the boundary, you need to follow through on the con- consequence, like they are equally important. You can't have a healthy boundary if you're missing one of those items. It's just like part of the process. It's that two-step process that just like has to be followed. As a light and final example, another boundary of mine is like people smoking in my automobile. So like, I will drive you to the movie theater, but you can't smoke a cigarette in my car. And for some reason, this was like a major thing in college. Like humans can smoke cigarettes. This is totally legal. And it's not a boundary violation until someone does it in my car. So I'm around people that smoke cigarettes here and there. No problem with it whatsoever, unless it's happening in my car. So try and smoke a cigarette in my car. Like you can walk the rest of the way. Like regardless, like I still love you. So coming from a place of love is super important. You want to come from a clean space when you're setting that boundary. When setting these boundaries, like there are a lot of challenges involved. And like, why is that? So like some people will find themselves afraid to set boundaries because they're afraid they might lose a relationship. And this is totally a valid worry when it comes to setting boundaries like if they speak up and set a boundary they're afraid that that person will no longer be in their life or stop showing up altogether and like this is the purest form of people pleasing and it's really a relationship based on lies and resentment so i really don't find myself having boundary conversations often at all um unless the boundaries are crossed so Boundary conversations are like, they're hard work, but they're also like super authentic and intimate, which is why I've grown to love them just a bit. Like you're entering into a space where you value and feel so comfortable with someone that you can have a challenging conversation and the relationship will make it through. So like setting, setting boundaries strengthens relationships and it like lowers the amount of resentment, anger, potentially like annoyance that you feel towards people. So instead of me seething at my weekly coffee meetup and being annoyed, all I had to do was lay out the boundary and follow through on the consequence. So people think we set boundaries as like a means of punishment, and that's just not the case. Also, we don't need to be setting boundaries as a means of control, because that's when you're going to get your emotions tied in and it's just not going to work out. I always like to reiterate that like the best boundaries come from places of love, and that's for yourself and for the other person. So if love can't be achieved, you got to do it from a place of like value or respect for that person, yourself or the relationship you have with them. So always keeping in mind that like a relationship can change indefinitely when boundaries are in place. 
like the way the other person responds, that's just not your problem. Like the way that they show up when you set a boundary and act on a consequences is totally out of your control. Tying your emotions to it is just not going to be a healthy space for you. Set the boundary. If it's crossed, act on the consequence. And then if the relationship is strong enough, it's going to see it through to the other side. Sometimes it's just not about boundaries, though. And so this is where we refresh on manuals just a bit. And I want to refresh on manuals because manuals are not boundaries. Like, they're totally different. So don't let manual requests get confused with setting healthy boundaries. Requests that people think are boundary issues. And, like, the top three that I hear are, like, I wish my boss gave me more recognition. Or I wish my partner husband, wife, whoever was more romantic with me. And a final one is like, I need my girlfriends to call me back when I call them. That one is real. Um, and that can go either way. If you're trying to communicate with someone and it is all you and there's not a lot coming back from the other direction, this is one that is pretty frequent that I hear. So in these examples, like no one is actually violating your personal or physical space by not honoring your request. And that's why it's not a boundary issue and it's not appropriate to place a consequence on them. So make sure that when you're setting boundaries, it's because a boundary issue of yours has been crossed. You're not just putting requests out there because your feelings are getting hurt. Somebody's not giving you all that they need to give, that you believe that they need to give. So some final thoughts on this healthy relationship building technique. We actually have six of them. Just to put a nice little bow on all of these boundaries, baby. So don't let boundaries turn into ultimatums. And for sure, don't let, don't tie your emotions in, similar to manuals. Like if somebody doesn't abide by your boundary, can't control them. So you just got to let it go. Number two is like you need to be calm, cool, and collected when going into these boundary conversations. So if it's not a place, if it's not coming from a place of love, Really, it shouldn't be happening at all. Like, Get clean first and then move on to setting the healthy boundaries when you're in a good headspace. Number three is that like boundaries can be physical, like not allowing someone to stand or sit too close to you. They can be mental, like not allowing manipulation or saying no to literally anything that you don't want to do. And they can also be digital. So like clients have access to me on Zoom and they don't have access to my personal cell phone number. So they can also follow me, follow me on IG, but like that doesn't mean I will share my IG password with them, giving them access to my account. So boundaries come in a lot of different forms. Number four is that you will most likely find yourself probably upset in certain situations, not because someone violated your boundary, but because you haven't set proper boundaries to begin with. You haven't really been speaking the truth. So like, how can someone know if you have a particular boundary? If you haven't communicated to them, clear communication is super important to having successful boundaries. And remember, boundaries aren't communicated unless they have been crossed. So don't go to the target cashier and start randomly communicating your boundaries. Number five is that boundaries are amazing. They're wonderful and they are very difficult to implement. So they're not meant to keep people out of our lives. They're meant to protect our personal space. So they're only effective if you follow through on the consequences. Last but not least, number six, you have to be willing to sacrifice totally and fully a relationship if an individual continue, continually like violates your boundaries. Like Boundaries can be the healthiest thing ever, and they can also come at the cost of a relationship. So you have to ask yourself, like, 
do you actually want to maintain a relationship with somebody who constantly crosses over boundaries that you have clearly communicated? I would say a lot of the times the answer would be no. You might be listening in and thinking like you don't need to set boundaries often. That's totally fine. You might not know how to, or you might be surrounded by people who just do not cross your personal or physical boundaries whatsoever. So like, if that's not the case for you, like let's normalize healthy boundary setting that fosters like stronger relationships rather than acting out of a place of people pleasing and annoyance. I am absolutely guilty of the latter. So refreshing on this topic has certainly helped me. Um, and I dare you to place a boundary in the next seven days if you've been needing to do so. I would imagine that if you're listening right now and you need to set a boundary, you have somebody on your mind immediately. And just don't forget to follow through on those consequences when you do. Have a great week, everyone, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.